0: Experience joy as much as other people do. It's just not my thing. Or, joy means living in denial of all the pain in the world. But as I've discovered in my own life, joy is not about your circumstances or about how you feel. It's definitely not about living in denial and ignoring sorrow or pain. Joy is something much deeper, richer, more stable, and definitely more accessible than you might have thought. That's the beauty of the joy God offers. You no longer need to live in fear or worry because God's joy will always be available to you. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus says. But you can still take heart. You can still receive joy. You are not dependent on anyone or anything other than God and yourself to know joy. There's one promise I want to give you as we start. I will be honest with you about my life and my search for joy, maybe more honest than you will find comfortable. I will not gloss over my doubts failures, and sins, and I will admit to you, and myself, my sweaty, middle-of-the-night wrestling with God over issues of faith. I will let you into the internal workings of my faith and process, because I find my own faith bolstered when I know someone else is struggling and sometimes succeeding in letting Christ be formed in her. Spiritual growth doesn't happen automatically and is rarely pretty. We will all be under construction until the day we die and we finally take hold of what First Timothy 6.19 says, the life that is truly life. So let's walk side by side for a while, and I'll share with you what I'm learning about how to choose joy every day, in the best and worst of times, in every moment. Chapter 1 Seeking a Life of Joy He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. Job 8.21 Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. We cannot avoid pain, but we can avoid joy. Tim Hansel Because I grew up in a pastor's home, went to a Christian college, married a pastor, became a Bible teacher, and co-wrote a book on systematic theology for the average Christian, you might naturally assume that I have my spiritual act totally together and have this joy thing mastered. I wish I could say that was an accurate assumption, but truthfully, I wrote this book because I don't always have it all together. You and I share similar struggles and questions, and I need joy just as much as you do. Joy does not come easily to me. I'm definitely more of a glass-half-empty kind of gal. In fact, I've struggled with low-level depression as far back as I can remember. As a little girl, I was emotionally intense. I cried easily, agonized over the pain others felt, and carried the weight of the world on my small shoulders. So I'm not talking to you about joy from the perspective of one of those deliriously happy, peppy people who never have a down day. Some days I'm thrilled just to survive. The Bible gives some commands that are extremely hard to understand and even harder to live out. One of the most difficult commands is to forgive our enemies. In light of the terrible cruelty and evil we can inflict on each other, this seems like asking an armchair athlete to climb Mount Everest. Impossible. The Bible also says not to worry about anything. Anything? Really? Many of us spend a good portion of every waking hour worried or anxious about something. How could God reasonably expect us not to worry? But to me, even harder than either of those two commands is the one found in James 1.2, New Living Translation. When troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy are you kidding me? When troubles come my way, my first thoughts aren't usually about experiencing great joy. My typical reaction is more along the lines of fear, panic, worry, and even hopelessness. At the very least, I reserve the right to gripe and moan about my troubles. Hardly an opportunity for great joy. It's really because of my own struggles to live with joy that I began to explore why my experiences didn't match up with scripture. I studied the life of Jesus Christ and observe the way biblical characters such as King David, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the Apostle Paul, and James, the half-brother of Jesus, reacted to trouble and sorrow and hard times. For instance, the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 5, verses 3-5 to from the message, We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us, and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue keeping us alert to whatever god will do next in alert expectancy such as this we're never left feeling short changed quite the contrary we can't round up enough containers to hold everything god generously pours into our lives through the holy spirit i saw a grand canyon sized gas-